Well, hey everybody, welcome to episode 244 of the Ankeny Fanatic Weekly Podcast. As always, it is brought to you by our good friends at Coldwell Banker Mid-America. Coldwell Banker is rooted in the legacy of our founder, renowned businessman and philanthropist, Marvin Pomeranz. We continue to tell his story through our love of people, homes, and the communities we serve. Our integrity guides are focused to empower people to make the best real estate decisions possible. We pair local ownership and knowledge with the power of an international brand and the most advanced technology to elevate the customer experience and expectations. Our network of resources allows us to be the number one Coldwell Banker franchise affiliate in Iowa, guiding you home for over 30 years. Well, this is going to be our final podcast of 2023, as I'll be heading out on vacation at the end of the week, and there won't be any high school sports uh, going on next week during the holiday break anyway. Uh, we'll be talking a lot of basketball tonight, uh, breaking down Tuesday night's Jaghawk uh, doubleheader with a player from each of the four teams. But right now, my first guest is a realtor at Coldwell Banker, and he's been on the podcast a couple of times before. He's Cody Pazza. Cody, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Good, Dan. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Good. Well, I told you previously that you were spending a lot of your time in the farmland and acreage uh, side of things there at Coldwell Banker. So is that still a heavy focus for you? It is. Yep. The, the land farm stuff's just kind of now starting to pick up a little bit for the, you know, harvest is done. Some mm -hmm. people are starting to sell some land and uh, still doing that. And of course, the residential side of things as well. So, yes. Well, we're coming up here, of course, on the end of the year. You know, if you had to describe what 2023 was like for the real estate industry, you know, how would you describe it? Crazy. Uh, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of mixed emotions. A lot of people, uh, you know, interest rates were a little bit higher than what they're used to seeing. Uh, so that's kind of come into play a little bit. And, um, you know, experts are predicting 2024 to uh, hopefully interest rates go down a little bit. We've seen that already. Mm -hmm. uh, they're starting to go down. So that's good. And uh, see kind of what it has in store for us. But I, I've kind of been telling a lot of my, my buyers and sellers, it's kind of a would you rather game. You know, would you rather pay a little bit higher interest rate now and have sellers be a little bit more? more um, willing to negotiate, or would you rather wait and interest rates fall a little bit lower to what they're comfortable with and get into a bidding war like we uh, witnessed a couple of years ago? Oh, sure. <laughs> well, I imagine there's people that make a living, you know, predicting what the mortgage interest rates are going to do, but so are, are they predicting that they will go down in 2024? They are, yes. Mm -hmm. They're predicting them to go down. Um, I, I think, I don't know, just from what I'm hearing that, you know, the, the days, of course, of the twos and threes are behind us, but kind of get back to that normal level that we've been seen in the sixes or fives or whatever it may be but you know nobody has that beautiful crystal ball that i wish we all did have <laughs> oh for sure well, we're looking ahead to 2024 i mean did you foresee any big changes in the industry you know and are you optimistic about where, where things might be headed i am yes i think uh 2024 is going to be they're predicting it to be kind of in between what we saw a couple years ago and kind of getting more back to the normal market um, of housing sales they're predicting a lot of them that i listen to go through the nationwide you know 4.7 million transactions nationwide. Uh, this last year, they're supposed to be closing somewhere close to 4 million. So uh, in the height of it, it was closer to 6 million nationwide. So they're kind of predicting it to be kind of back in that average middle uh, prices. Housing prices are still great. Land prices are still great. So um, I'm optimistic in 2024. So well, would you have any advice for anybody who's looking to get into the market, you know, either for a residential or, or a farm, you know, coming up here in the new year? I mean, what advice would you just in general give to people looking for something? Sure. I always say, you know, some people want to wait for things. I always say, you know, now you're ready when you're ready, whether it's buying, whether it's selling, life happens. And that usually is what sparks change in people for, you know, whether it be buying a property or buying a, a house or any of that stuff. So the biggest thing I say is, you know, let's not wait on the market and see what the market's going to do. Let's, you know, if you're ready, you're ready. And I know that doesn't work for everybody. For the most part, it seems to be a good message that I've been telling people. Do it when you're ready. Don't wait for the future because you never know 
what the future is going to hold and life's too short. For sure. Well, Cody, if anybody's interested in, uh, you know, checking out maybe some of the, the properties that you work with uh, or listening to your expertise, well, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Sure. You can uh, give me a call. Phone number is 515-491-7989. Or, uh, of course, on my website, I've got CodyPazza.com or any of the CBDSM.com websites as well. So, How many realtors altogether are in the Coldwell Banker family there in Des Moines? We've got around 200 oh, wow. um, between all of our five offices, of course, one here in Ankeny and then Johnston and uh, downtown Des Moines, which is the one that I broker manage, and then Altoona and West Des Moines as well. Well, I think I've probably interviewed about 20 of them. Yes, I bet. bet. Thanks for coming in tonight, and and have a great holiday. Thank you. You too, Dan. Thank you. You bet. All right. Well, my next guest is a senior post player for the Ankeny boys team, and he has helped the Hawks to a 6-1 record this season. He is averaging about 5 points and 6 rebounds per game, and he leads the Hawks with 11 blocks. He is Cade Peterson. Cade, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Well, congratulations on an outstanding season thus far. Uh, your team is on a current 6-game winning streak, and it certainly looks like you guys are going to improve tremendously on last year's 9-15 and 15 mark. You know, Are you surprised at all by the success your team has had? Um, yeah, kind of. Um, it's just a big turnaround from last year, but I'm not not really surprised with the outcome so far. Uh, we've been putting in a lot of work, uh, a lot of work after school and over the summer. It's been good. Well, you've kind of emerged from out of nowhere to fill a key role for this team uh, because you didn't play at all last year. Uh, you've pretty much uh, taken over the spot that was filled by Devin Akers last year, and you're putting up numbers that are similar to what uh, Devin posted last year. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Devin injured his shoulder during the football season and underwent uh, surgery that will keep him out all year. So is that when you kind of knew that you'd have a chance to play a major role this year? Um, yeah. I mean, I love Devin. He's a great guy, and it's just unfortunate with his injury that he won't be able to play basketball this year at all. But uh, – yeah, coming off of uh, two broken fingers in the past few years, so it's been it's been a lot. It's been very different. Well, you're shooting nearly seventy uh, percent from the field this season, and even though you don't take a lot of shots, uh, you've been very effective when you do. You know, do you kind of see your role as a guy who needs to defend, rebound, and then you just kind of you know take the points wherever you can? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, overall, I just try to like find the shots that are like I'm most confident shooting with, and I just make sure to find the extra pass, find the open guy that has maybe a better shot than I do, maybe a better percentage too, and yeah, just find the shooters on the outside. Well, I know one of those games I was at, you had a couple of dunks there early. I think it was over at Southeast Polk. I, you can certainly dunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, your team had uh, three returning starters from last year, and all three of those guys are having outstanding seasons. Uh, nobody's lining it up more than your point guard, uh, Carson Johnson, who's averaging about 25 points a game. Uh, last Tuesday, Carson erupted for a career-high 40 points in the win over at uh, Waukee Northwest where he went 8 of 9 from three-point range. You know, what was going through your mind when Carson was going off in that game? What were you thinking? You know, hey, just get the ball to Carson and get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were playing zone defense, so it, like, it allows shooters to shoot, and he was just going off. He couldn't miss. I think 8 for 9 from three-pointer, and uh, it was just a great performance. So we were like, get him the ball as much as we can, and then just let the offense go through him. Well, you guys are currently tied for second place in the conference at 4-1, and one, and you've been able to survive a grueling early season schedule uh, that forced you guys to play your first six games on the road. So even if you were to happen to lose the game at the Centennial tomorrow, you know, you'd be sitting in a pretty good spot heading into the new year. Well, what has been the key to the team's success on the road? Do you guys like playing in those hostile environments? Um, yeah, they're fun to play against. I mean, the student sections, they, they provide some noise, so it's, it's definitely a different atmosphere. But... Uh, yeah, it's getting us ready, and then the last stretch is going to be home games, so it's going to be nice. But, yeah, overall, it's just it's just been really fun playing in those environments. 
Milwaukee leads the league with a 6-0 record, and of course, uh, the Warriors handed you your only loss in the season opener. Uh, you guys will host a rematch against Waukee on January 11th, and you still have two games remaining against uh, defending Class 4A state champion Valley, uh, which is tied with your team uh, for second place right now. So how important do you think this game is on Tuesday? Do you feel like it's one that you have to win if you want to contend for that conference title? Um, yeah, it's our last game before break, so I think if we go out pretty strong, I mean, we'll be pretty confident with our with our like remaining schedule, but those games are going to be tough. Um, I just think we just got to finish it off strong. Well, Centennial already owns a win over Valley, but uh, the Jaguars are coming off a tough loss to Waukee, and this is also a big game for them in terms of the conference race because, you know, they're a game behind you guys and probably can't afford another loss on their home court. You know, what sticks out to you about the Jaguars when, when you've watched some film of them? Um, Luke Winkle, he's been he's been balling out this season too, just like CJ. Uh, but, yeah, they have a good team. They have a good squad, and uh, it'll be a tough challenge tomorrow night, and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be really fun. Well, yeah, Winkle's averaging about uh, 21 points a game, uh, but the Jaguars can space the floor with five guys who are all capable of knocking down uh, three-pointers. And I know you typically spend a lot of time on defense protecting the paint, but against this team, you're going to have to be prepared to get out there and uh, guard the perimeter, aren't you? Yeah, because Shuddy, Shuddy can shoot pretty well. So their whole team can shoot, actually. And uh, I think it'll be a good challenge for us. It'll get us pre prepared for uh, the postseason games where almost all those teams can shoot, too. But... Uh, I think I think it's a great matchup for us, and kind of early in the season too, and especially at away too. It's going to be a tough environment and a very tough team to play against. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a great atmosphere. I'm sure there will be a big crowd tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Kate, before you go, I just wanted to ask you about uh, your future plans. Uh, you're also a long jumper on the track team. You know, so do you have any plans to play uh, play a, a sport at the next level? Um, I've been thinking about it. I've been like uh, trying to balance it between basketball and then track, but. Uh, I think track season will be a lot of fun, and we'll see what comes with it. If I get a good offer somewhere, maybe I'll commit. I have no clue yet, but sure. I mean, it'll be it's going to be so much fun. Well, Kate, thanks a lot for coming in, and I appreciate it. And I'll see you at the game tomorrow night. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. All right, well, my next guest is a senior on the Ankeny Centennial boys team, and he has helped the Jaguars to a 4-2 and two record thus far. He is averaging 9.5 points and 5 rebounds per game. He is Nick Vasky. Nick, thanks for joining me. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, you bet. Well, I wasn't sure whether to introduce you as a guard or a forward. Uh, you're such a versatile player, and you can pretty much play all over the court that you're kind of positionless. You know, do you consider yourself a guard or a forward? Uh, personally, I'd like to say I'm a guard, but I kind of take pride in guarding 1-5 through five and doing whatever my team needs me to do. Well, congratulations on a good season uh, thus far. Uh, you guys have certainly had some big wins, uh, none bigger than the one over defending Class 4A State Champ Valley on December 8th. Uh, but you've also had a couple of tough losses, uh, one at uh, Dowling Catholic earlier in the month, and then uh, Friday's 70-51 to 51 loss to Waukee on your home court. Um, you know, how would you assess your team's play thus far? Are you happy with where you guys are at? Uh, yeah, I'm very happy where we're at. You know, those losses, if you're looking back at them, the main thing that sticks out with me is there are lessons to learn from, and it's early in the season, and I think as a team, we're looking and approaching those losses as just lessons and trying to find ways to get better from those and taking away the goods from the wins and the, even the goods from the losses, too. Well, Coach Fontana has told me that you might be the best defensive player that he's ever coached, and you usually are given the task of guarding the opponent's best player. Is that a role that you relish? The, yes, I would say so. I think I take pride in my defense, and I think it boosts my, our team's defense as a whole, and I think this year specifically, our team is very keen on playing good defense and just bringing that energy to the floor. And like you mentioned earlier, you're, you're, you've pretty much guarded you know, everything from point guards to post players throughout your, the course of your career. I mean, and you're comfortable doing that, aren't you? Yeah, I am, right. Well, and you kind of touched on this too, but yeah, your team's defense was obviously a big key in the win over Valley uh, since you guys allowed just 45 points. And I'm guessing defense will be a huge emphasis in the game uh, tomorrow since Ankeny has averaged nearly 80 points over the last three games. I mean, that's obviously going to be a big key, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yep. And we're coming with a good game plan and 
we've had efficient practices and we're looking to come out real strong tomorrow on the defensive side of things. Well, yeah, I don't want you to get, uh, you know, dive in too far into the specifics of yeah. your game plan, but obviously you guys face a big challenge in trying to stop uh, anchoring point guard Carson Johnson. Uh, he's averaging about 25 points a game, and I'm sure you've watched a plenty of film on him. So, so what challenges is he going to present? You know, he's a good player. He's real efficient, shoots it well from three, and ultimately we just got to keep the ball out of his hands and try to contain him the best we can. Of course, uh, your team's point guard, uh, Luke Winkle, is also having a monster season. Uh, he's averaging about 21 points a game, and he had a career-high 32 in your win at uh, Johnston last Tuesday. You know, what can you say about the way he has played this season? I mean, he's really taken his game to another level, hasn't he? Yeah, he really has. Um, you know, that's always with Wink. He's always looking to, like, level up and just make himself better than everyone around him. I've been playing with him my whole life, and that's just the, the player who he is. And honestly, it's it's fun to be with and play with. Well, Luke had 30 points and a, and a win at uh, Ankeny last year, and then you guys won the rematch later in the season at Centennial in a pretty dramatic fashion. Uh, you guys rallied from a 25-point deficit to win that one, 51 to 49. Now, I know both teams have some you know different parts this year, but a lot of the guys who played in those games are back. Do, do you think that gives your team any kind of a mental edge over the Hawks? Um, I think more we're looking at just living in the present right now and we're not looking at the past. Obviously, we can study it and learn from it, but as of right now, we're kind of just going in with the mentality that this is a new year, new us, new them, and we're just going to take it one play at a time and give them our all. Well, when you look at the conference race, uh, Waukee is the only remaining unbeaten team at 6-0 and uh, following its win on Friday. Uh, Ankeny is tied with Valley for second at 4-1. and Then you guys are sitting in fourth place at 3-2. and So if you guys want to be a contender for the conference title, you know, this is a pretty important game. Do you, do you feel like it's almost a must-win for you guys as far as the league race goes? I would say so, yes. The good thing about the CMML is you play everybody twice. And just being able to go into the break potentially 6-2 and two is a real good feeling. One of your team's ultimate goal is to get back to the state tournament. Uh, your team qualified last year, but then you lost in the opening round to Waukee Northwest. And regardless of how this game goes tomorrow, uh, you know, do you feel like this team has what it takes to get back to Wells and, and possibly do some more damage once you get there? I'd confidently say so. I think we got the guys. I think the chemistry's good. We bring the energy a lot. And ultimately, it's going to be fun to see how it turns out. Well, Nick, before I let you go, I just wanted to ask you about uh, your future plans. I'm sure you're weighing your options, and I know you were talking to Coach Reardon from Central there after the Valley game. Have you narrowed down your list of schools and are you, are you close to making any kind of decision? Um, I'm kind of playing out the season to see how it goes. Personally, I'm looking at some D2s, D3s, but ultimately I'm just going to play the season, see what happens after that. But I am looking to play in college, yes. Yeah, you got some time to figure it out. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, Nick, thanks a lot for coming in uh, tonight. I'll see you at the game tomorrow. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. All right, you're listening to the Yankee Fanatic Weekly Podcast, sponsored by Coldwell Banker Mid-America. MJ Properties is also a sponsor of the podcast, and MJ is now the title sponsor of Yankee Fanatic as well. And we appreciate uh, their support, as well as their hospitality over here at the Standard Building, uh, where we record uh, the podcast every week. All right, my next guest is a junior guard for the sixth-ranked Ankeny Centennial girls team. She is averaging nearly 12 points and seven rebounds per game, along with three assists and three steals. She leads the team in all of those categories and has also recorded a team-high four blocks. She is Maya Crawford. Maya, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Well, of course, you guys got off to a great start this season. Uh, you won your first three games, including a 44-40 victory over defending Class 5A state champ Pleasant Valley on November 25th at Cedar Rapids. But obviously, the month of December has not been kind to you guys. Uh, you have since lost five straight games. A bit of them have been to opponents ranked in the top six. You know, this has just been a brutal stretch, and it doesn't get any easier, does it? No, I think we knew going into the season that our schedule is probably not the easiest in the state, but... It didn't hit us until, I mean, right now, after three games last week against top 10 teams, we all are like kind of 
tired, but we knew we got to push through because we got a big week ahead of us this week too. So we kind of, our whole motto has been just get to break after we lost the Valley. It was just get to break and try to pull off one win at least to put us in a good position for a state. But if that doesn't happen, then we really just got to regather ourselves that break and try to come back out sure. better than before. The biggest issue for your team during this stretch has come at the offensive end. Uh, you guys are averaging about 34 points during the losing streak. And I know you've played some really good uh, defensive teams, but, but what do you think has led to the struggles at that end of the court? I really, I think that what started was we, against PV, like, it, it was early in the season, so I think everyone thought that, like, we'd be somewhat good and stuff. But after that game, I think we played Urbandale, so, like, our confidence was high then. But during the stretch, like, it was obviously, like, if playing top 10 teams every night, it's not easy. So there's a few teams that we were like, felt less confident against, I think. And I think we also like last year, it was easy because we had Kennedy. So it was like an easy go-to if we ever needed like a quick two points or whatever. But this year we don't have that. So I think really it's been growing as a team and figuring out like what's good, what's bad, what figuring out people's roles and what like they need to do to help the team win. We, as a team, you guys are shooting just 27.3% from three-point range. And I know you have some players on this team who can knock down some shots. Do, do you think when those shots start falling a little bit, then that will open up more of the driving lanes for you and Jaden Pratt and just open up the offense a lot more? Yeah, I think once those in practice those girls are making every shot like it's not something that we don't like I have full confidence in all those girls that they're gonna knock down shots each and every one of them it's just now in games converting my confidence in them and their selves and them seeing like the ball going through the hoop like whether it's a free throw layup or it's a three two like really I think just getting them going like they're really big on that in practice is like they see one go through then there's four going through the next time so I think in or in the games for me especially I got to get like try to get them the open shots and have them get a wide open one so they can put it through instead of just having them in a shot clock or a rush three. Well, of course, the Coach Young's teams have always been known for their defense, and you guys still take a lot of pride in your ability to shut other teams down. Uh, you did hold Valley to 35 points in the loss on December 8th, and on Saturday you guys uh, played number three Davenport North to the wire before dropping a 40-37 to 37 decision uh, in the tip-off classic at Johnston. And I know Coach was happy with the strides that you were making on defense, and obviously when you're struggling to score, you know, that makes the defensive effort all the more important. You know, sir, are you happy with the progress at that end of the court? Yeah, I think – at the beginning of the season, we didn't know how good we were going to be. Like, our tallest girls, 5'10". We didn't know how we'd be able to compete with some of the other teams. And we aren't as athletic as most of the other teams either. So, I think that was something that we really have, like, taken a huge step forward in and, like, really focused on in practice and in games, like, keeping those team, the top 10 teams all under four, 50 points. We've done that this year. We didn't know if we were going to be able to do that at the beginning of the year. So I think that's been good. And just knowing, like, now we all have confidence in our defense. Like, if there's one breakdown, you know who it was. Like, we'll help each other out, call each other out, like, so we can get better because we know we are the greatest offensive team. So if we can hold each other accountable in defense, I think that's what's really made us grow a ton. Well, now your team faces another big challenge with number eight, Ankeny, coming to your place on Tuesday. And I know you guys have another game on Friday against uh, North Polk, but how important do you think it is for your team to get a second conference win heading into the break? I think it's huge. I think tomorrow's game, it's gonna be it's gonna be a game like everyone knows how it's the Ankeny Ankeny game. Like it's just one of, gonna be one of those games. I think it could go either way, but I think tomorrow is really just less focused on the like rivalry game and really just if we focus on ourselves, then we'll put ourselves in a better position to see if we could maybe pull one out before then or not. I mean, I we're gonna work our hardest. Like we played Davenport North after 
lucky and we still fought to the wire for that. So I think we're really growing as a team. So I think tomorrow, if we bring everything that we have, we'll put ourselves in a good position. Well, Ankeny is off to a great start. And our first year coach, Nate Toby, uh, the Hawkeyes are 6-3 and three overall. And they've already won a couple of league games on the road. Well, what has been your impression of their team from what you've seen on film? Uh, I think this year they're just really athletic. Like, they got some kids who can really score the ball this year. I mean, they put up 80 points against Waukee Northwest. So I think that, like... It's saying something that, like, they obviously are scoring the ball, and they, they, it looks like they love transition. So we just, if we can try and shut that down the best that, to our ability, that would be pretty good. But yeah, they're super athletic this year in the way that they guard and press. It's just, it's going to be diff- obviously not easy, but. Well, yeah, sophomore Jayla Williams is having a huge season for them. She's averaging about 20 points a game. And junior Savannah Gage has been back for the last five games after recovering from an ACL tear. And she's averaging about 12 points a game. So what do you think is going to be the key for your team to come out with a win? I think really just knowing, like, because we've played, or Jaden has played with Sav and Jayla her whole AAU life. So I think knowing what they have in their bag and, like, what their full potential is, if we can control that first, because we got to control the controllable. So if we can control what they the best like helping them and just shutting them down the best that we can I think we'll put each other in like a better place but really we got to focus yeah our focus is mainly on those two but if we can't let the other players step up either we have other kids that can Mm -hmm. certainly score I mean Carson showed earlier this year she scored 30 against uh, you know your old team also I'm sure you you saw that yeah (laughs) well last year your team uh, split a pair of meetings with Ankeny Uh, you guys built a 22 point lead and then held on for a 59 to 52 win at Ankeny but then uh, the Hawkeyes returned the favor uh, later in the season by posting a 48 to 43 victory at Centennial and that was their first win ever on uh, the Jaguars court so this has obviously become more of a rivalry in the last two seasons you know do you think the home court will be much of a factor tomorrow night or do you think those results from last year kind of show that maybe it's not much of a factor uh after last year I don't think it's much of a factor but there's obviously it's going to help a little bit knowing that we have people on our like there's going to be hopefully more Jags fans at the game and more like boost for us but going out I remember last year walking out to that game at at our place it was packed and I was like this is I don't even know what side has more fans here right now it was crazy so especially for my first year last year too I was I was a little bit in shock but I think this year if we I hope hopefully there will be more Jags fans there and hopefully we can protect our home court the best of our ability. Well, of course, you guys have already played all of the top teams in the conference. Uh, number one, Johnston. Number two, Valley. Number four, Dowling. And number five, Waukee. Uh, Johnston kind of took control of the league race with a 67-50 to 50 win at Valley on Thursday. Do you think there's a pretty big gap between the Dragons and everybody else? Or do you think, you know, at some point, Johnston's going to get beat? Uh, I don't know. I think they're the way that they've been playing right now, I think they're proving a lot of people wrong. I think a lot of people went into the season thinking egos would get into the way or they'd have too much talent. Talent, but I don't think that's the case with them this year. They're playing really well, and I don't, the way that they've been playing, I don't think that anybody's going to be able to beat them. But and we've played, I don't know, six out of the top ten teams. So I, after playing those teams, I'm like, I don't think anyone's going to beat Johnston. So I don't know if somebody pulls off the win. I mean, good for them, but. Johnson, they give all the credit to them because they've just been playing. Yeah, they just have so much talent on the mm-hmm. court, and you can't shut everybody down, can yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. Well, 
before you go, I just wanted to ask you about uh, your future plans. Of course, uh, you committed to Drake earlier this fall. I know the Bulldogs had a big game against uh, Creighton yesterday. Have you had a chance to get down there and see them play very much? Yeah, I, we've gone to three games so far this season. So, yeah, I've been su- I'm super excited to get there. It seems – I love how close it is to home, and I'm still being able to see my family and see my dad play whenever the, I'm off. And then knowing that, like, it's been huge because they've played – Korean, they played Iowa, they played Iowa State. So knowing that, like, I'm still going to be able to play those teams around here is huge and, like, super important to me, too. You mentioned your dad, of course, he's an assistant for the Iowa State uh, men's team. I, I've been to a couple games up there uh, this year. They're having a good start, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're, hopefully they can play good in conference because they haven't had very much competition yet this year. But hopefully their conference play, they can prove some. Yeah, that conference schedule is going to be brutal, yeah. kind, of, kind of like your yeah. schedule, I yeah. think. But well, my thanks a lot for coming in tonight, and I'll see you at the game tomorrow night. Yes, thank you. You bet. All right, well, my final guest tonight is a junior guard for the Ankeny girls team, and she has helped the eighth-ranked Hawkettes to a 6-3 and three record. Since returning to the lineup on December 5th, she has averaged about 12 points a game over the last five contests. She is Savannah Gage. Uh, Savannah, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Hey, thanks for having me, Dan. Hey, you bet. Well, congratulations on an outstanding season thus far. Uh, you've certainly made a successful return to the court following your recovery from ACL surgery in the offseason. You know, are you happy with the progress you've made? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really excited to be back. I've just had a lot of support from my teammates and my family so yeah I'm really excited to be back. Well you helped the team to four straight wins after uh, your return including a 79 to 61 victory at Waukee Northwest last Tuesday uh, when you poured in a season high 27 points. I think you had 22 points in the first half that night and went uh, five of seven from three-point range. You must have really been feeling that that night huh? Yeah my teammates were doing a really good job of uh, moving the ball on offense and we were just all kind of pretty hot from the perimeter so it was just a good night for all of us. Well your team's winning streak came to an end on Friday with a 55 to 38 loss at number four Dowling Catholic. I thought you guys might have a chance to go in there and knock them off, but boy, they, they played really well, didn't they? They did, yeah. Dowling's a great team. They're really disciplined and very well coached. Um, yeah, we uh, we just ran into a really good team that night, but I think we're ready to go here for the next one. So. Well, Ellie Muller had a double-double for the Maroons, and their size really you know, created some problems for your team, didn't it? Yeah, we are on the smaller side, but I think uh, Cassie and Jay did a good job of switching off on her when, when we could. So. Well, it just seemed like when you guys were on offense that there wasn't a lot of uh, pass to the basket for you guys to drive. And then I noticed today when Coach got the, the stats posted that you guys were just 0-2 for two from the free-throw line. So, I mean, you just didn't get to the line either, did you? No, not really. It was kind of tough getting to the rim. Again, they're really disciplined, and they do a really good job of guarding on the ball. So. Well, now you guys have another big game at uh, number six Centennial on Tuesday. You know, if you can pull out a win, you'd be three and three in the conference heading into the holiday break. And considering that all six of those games have been on the road, you know, you'd have to be feeling pretty good about where you're at, you know, since eight of your last ten conference games w- would be at home. Yeah, definitely. I think we've just kept improving throughout this first part of the season. And tomorrow is obviously a really big game, and I think we're all really excited for the challenge. So. Well, of course, uh, before your freshman year, uh, Ankeny had never defeated Centennial. And then you guys were able to get the monkey off your back by rallying in the fourth quarter. Uh, to beat them 49 to 45 in the final game of the regular season and then last year after the Jaguars you know won the first meeting at your place uh, you guys avenged the loss later in the season with a 48 to 43 victory and that was of course the team's first win ever on the Jaguars court so do you feel like the results of the last two years have kind of turned this into more of a rivalry game now yeah I think it's um, just a really exciting game for all of us and um, I think we have a great group of girls and they're a really good team so I'm really excited well you guys of course showed last year that you could win on their court so does that give you confidence that you go go in there tomorrow night and do it again yeah for sure obviously it's going to be a test um you know they've got some great athletes they're a great team and but i think we're ready to go and we're ready to play so 
Well, Centennial's obviously struggling a little bit right now. They've lost uh, five straight games, but all those losses were to teams ranked in the top six. So even though they're three and five, you know, the record doesn't really show what they're capable of, does it? Not at all. Um, I think they are just a great team, and um, they've had a really tough schedule the last couple of weeks. So it's been it's it's really hard to beat you know teams like Johnston and Valley, and especially with it like so close um, during the year. So that's really tough. Well, the Jaguars are averaging just uh, 34 points during their losing streak, but you know they still play very rugged defense. That was making a challenge for you guys to score, don't they? Oh yeah, for sure. We know it's going to be a defensive battle, and that they're kind of like Dowling, and that they're really disciplined on defense, and they're going to get a couple steals and get some big boards and things like that. Well, what do you think will be the keys to the game? What do you guys have to do to come out with the win? Um, we got to play together and just stay together through the noise. Um, offensively, uh, we just got to move the ball and stick to our game game plan and I think we'll be all right. Well, when you look at the conference race, uh, number one, Johnston leads the way with a 6-0 record, and the Dragons kind of took control of things with a 67-50 to win at number two Valley on Thursday. Now, I know you didn't play in the game at Johnston earlier this season, but you know, I'm sure that you were there. Do you think there's a pretty big gap between the Dragons and everybody else, or, or do you think at some point maybe Johnston will get beat this year? Um, I think at some point they'll get knocked off, you know, um, but they are a great team. They have a really deep bench, and they're really dominating right now at this point in the season. Well, Savannah, before I let you go, I just wanted to ask you about uh, your future plans. Of course, uh, you committed to St. Thomas back in June. Have you had a chance to get up to the Twin Cities, you know, to see them play at all this year? Um, not quite yet, yet this year, but I was planning on getting to a game, you know, sometime soon. And I've been connecting with some coaches up there. So, yeah, I'm really excited to get back up in St. Paul soon. Well, hey, thanks a lot for coming in tonight. I appreciate it. And I'll see you at the game tomorrow night. Yep. Thanks for having me. You bet. All right, you've been listening to the Yankee Fanatic Weekly Podcast, sponsored by Coldwell Banker Mid-America. At Coldwell Banker, you're not one of many clients, you're our most important client. We listen to your needs to develop long-lasting relationships and provide the best services, professional support, and resources in the industry. We're constantly exploring new and innovative ways to elevate your experience and exceed your expectations. Our network of resources allows us to be the number one Coldwell Banker franchise affiliate in Iowa, guiding you home for over 30 years. Well, I want to thank my guests again for coming in tonight. We had Kate Peterson from the Ankeny Boys basketball team, along with Nick Vasky from Centennial. And then we had uh, girls players, uh, Maya Crawford from Centennial and Savannah Gage from Ankeny. I appreciate uh, the time from all of those student athletes. It was fun to get their thoughts on the big uh, matchup uh, tomorrow night. And instead of putting out a preview on our website uh, tomorrow, I thought I'd just break down the games a little bit uh, for you right now. Uh, I honestly think that uh, both of these games could go either way. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all by any of the possible outcomes. Uh, it's kind of similar to the matchup in the Dome during the football playoffs when I really thought uh, that game was a toss-up and didn't know who was going to win. Uh, if I had known that Elijah Porter wasn't going to play for Centennial, that might have made it a little easier to pick that game. But you just never know about the unknowns. Uh, if one of the key players comes down uh, sick tomorrow, that could be enough to swing the outcome. But anyway, you know, here are my thoughts on the two games. Uh, as for the girls' contest, uh, Centennial is obviously struggling uh, right now. Uh, the Jaguars have lost five straight games, but they've all been to quality opponents. I do think on paper that Anki is a little bit better right now. Uh, the Hawkettes have four consistent scores that they can rely on uh, since the return of Savannah, and I, I feel like that gives them a little bit of an upper hand. Uh, Centennial has relied mostly on the duo of Maya Crawford and Jaden Pratt. Uh, the Jaguars are shooting under 30% from three-point range, and, and that's been one of their biggest issues thus far. You know, but if somebody like Finley Blackmore or Tilly Smith steps up and hits a few shots from the outside, you know, that could make a huge difference for Coach DeYoung's team. I, I do think that the Jaguars' defense will keep them in the game. Uh, they always make it very tough for Anki to score. I just don't know if Centennial will make enough baskets to come out on top. So I, I have the Hawkeyes winning 44 to 41. 
As for the boys game, you know, this is a matchup that I've really been looking forward to. Uh, it will feature two of the state's best guards in Carson Johnson and Luke Winkle, but I'm not sure how much time uh, either of them will spend uh, guarding the other. Uh, neither team can really afford to have their star player in foul trouble, so I, I would expect both coaches to have other defenders and probably multiple players throughout the game uh, defend those two stars. And if either uh, Carson or Luke goes off like they did uh, last Tuesday, uh, when they both scored a career-high 40 and 32 points, uh, respectively, then obviously that will go a long way toward uh, leading their team to a victory. Uh, Luke did score 30 in last year's game at Ankeny, but I don't expect either of these guys to surpass that total tomorrow. I just think uh, both teams will be very focused on making some of the other players beat them. I honestly think this is a game about that it's about as much of a toss-up as it could be. Uh, if it were being played at Ankeny, I think I would pick the Hawks to win. Uh, they have been a slightly better team thus far and are riding high on a six-game winning streak. Uh, but I'm just not sure if there will be any hangover uh, for them from their loss at Centennial last year uh, when the Jaguars erased a 25-point deficit to win 51-49. to uh, That loss has to still be in the back of their minds, you know, the players a little bit. I also think Centennial may be playing with a little more of a sense of urgency uh, following Friday's loss at home to Waukee. Uh, the Jaguars can't afford another loss on their home court if they want to be a factor in the conference race. Uh, while Ankeny has already won four of its first five league games, all of them on the road, and they're kind of playing with house money a little bit, uh, the Hawks will still be sitting in a pretty good spot even with a loss tomorrow. And I just think that Centennial might find a, find a way to win a pretty high-scoring game. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Jaguars 72-68. to 68. Uh, But regardless of what happens tomorrow, I think we're going to have uh, two great games. I'll be there. I'm sure there will be a large crowd. And uh, come back after the first of the year for the, our next edition of the Ankeny Fanatic Weekly Podcast. Yeah.